Bristol Sound and Vision Show with the AV Podcast, presented by Phil Hinton. So hello and welcome to the AV Podcast, coming to you live from the Bristol Sound and Vision Show. It's day one, it's Friday, and it's Friday morning. We've just set up, we're ready to go. So Stuart, uh, how do you think the show's going to go this year? Um, well, it's like it's going to be um, pretty much the same as it was last year, and plenty of people uh, working around the show. Um, quite often they uh, come to the forum stand, they're a bit bemused, because some of them who've never heard of the forums are... Uh, interested in what we're about they haven't got a clue they're wondering what we sell and stuff and we explain to them that we're a a a free online community and they kind of uh, get the picture and we ask them if they want to play the uh, game that we've got running here and uh, most of them are and it's a lot of fun it's a good place to uh, put faces to names we've seen quite a few forum members come through this morning haven't we yeah, it's brilliant, actually, because we've had quite a lot of people just come in and, and say, you know, hello, I'm a forum member, and, you know, thanks for the community and stuff. And, uh, and of course, we're equally grateful that uh, they are members of the community, so it's kind of a, an all-round loving, really. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent for people to come along, and I'm really enjoying that element of it, to be honest. So we have a system which people can win if they come along to the show this weekend. Just talk us through the system, Stuart, and what people have to do. Yeah, it's a uh, Hyundai 32-inch HD-ready LCD TV, um, a Yamaha YSP1100 sound projector, uh, a BK monolith subwoofer, uh, and uh, driving it all is uh, an Xbox 360 premium system connected up via cord cables. Um, The the, uh, LCD was... Um, set up this morning by Piers from Home Cinema Engineering and so it looks great and what people have got to do is play Burnout Revenge and crash a car, cause as much carnage as possible and the person with the highest score at the end of the weekend gets the lot So obviously we're here, we're going to be here all weekend we're coming live from the Bristol show Stuart, what, in terms of the forum are you hoping to get out of this weekend? Uh, well, obviously, we'll be introducing a lot of people to the AV forums. We'll be making ourselves known to the other manufacturers and retailers who perhaps aren't as aware of us as uh, most of the AV community in the UK seem to be at the moment. Uh, putting names to faces, like you said before, it's quite interesting to actually meet up with people that uh, you've, we've perhaps spoken to on the phone or emailed before but never actually met. Um, and generally increasing the awareness of the AV forums. Uh, obviously, you're on the stand as well as uh, Paul David. Paul, you're with us. You're running the game. How's things going for you so far? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, as far as carnage goes, the levels have been quite high. And uh, please tell us that a 12-year-old kid is not winning this at the moment. Uh, no, actually, the uh, the 8-year-old kid was in the lead for about half an hour uh, with 11,000. Quite an impressive score. I mean, 11 million, sorry. And... Um, but then he was overtaken by a complete novice who got 15 million. So there you go. You don't even need to be uh, a gamer of any kind to come along, crash a car, blow it up a few times, and uh, walk away with the whole system. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. So from the AV Forum stand, I'm off for a wander around the show, and we'll see who we can make. Live 
from Bristol Sound and Vision. You're listening to the AV Podcast. So our first stop is with Envision, and I'm speaking to... Peter Alloway. Peter, you have a brand new device in your hand. Tell us a little bit about it. Right, this is the uh, first touchscreen remote being launched by Logitech. Um, this will be available uh, in April. Um, and this joins the family of uh, the popular range of handsets from Logitech that are programmable from the internet. Essentially, we will be able to set up a, a series of activities uh, at the touch of one button. I can now just activate my whole home theatre system to watch DVD, watch Sky, listen to music, all at the touch of one button. And this thing's completely wireless, so what's the range on that? Can, can that be used throughout the this house? This is uh, infrared out of the box, but we can add an RF extender um, at a, a small cost, and that will give you about a 100 foot, 100 foot distance. So what's this little gadget uh, retailing at this moment the, in time? The little add-on RF re- uh, unit is £70, and with that you will get the power supply and four dual IR emitters, so that will enable you to power up eight devices uh, have control over those and we can set up eight uh, activities uh, on the new Harmony 1000 Now you actually, just for our listeners because obviously they can't see what we're talking about they can only hear what we're talking about this little device, it's what, four inches by three and a half inches? Three and a half inch touchscreen. the actual handset is a little wider giving you some solid hard button transport keys, hard button channel up and down, volume up and down and mute uh, and standby Um, but all of the other controls are on the three and a half inch touchscreen panel. And that's full colour? full colour panel. Um, This will have a retail price of £300, which is an extremely good price for a touchscreen. And as you can see, this is almost wafer thin. Comes with a very nice docking station that we can see just over there. Um, Just sit that on there for charging um, and that will give you many, many hours of use. What's uh, What's the internet service going to be like? Are you going to have your own forums where people can make their own um, files and upload them and share them and so on? Logitech has been designed to try and keep things really, really simple. Um, so there's three stages of programming on the internet. Um, we need to tell it um, what devices that we're looking to control, like uh, plasma, DVD tuner, uh, maybe your Xbox or DVD player. The next thing it will ask you for is to uh, manufacture a model number. That has then acquired all of the codes for that. And then the last activity is to set up the activity buttons um, so that we can then create all the shortcuts or macros for one-touch control um, to watch um, any of those source components. There, are, there is a forum site on Logitech. Um, people can go in and have open discussions. There's free phone helpline numbers on there. If people get into problems, they can just pick up the phone and get some guidance through on it. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us on the podcast and uh, best of luck with that product. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Bristol Sound and Vision Show, 2007. Well, we spoke to him at London and I've managed to catch up with Graham uh, Goodburn again from Fujitsu. How are you? Not so bad. Feet still hurt. So, <laughs> so we're on your stand here um, full of plasma screens. Why don't you talk us through what we're actually going to see this year? Right, well, we decided this year for the Bristol show to obviously bring down our 58 series with the latest um, enhancements to them. It's just, it's just a step change, really, uh, different manufacturing processes, and we're just proving that it hasn't damaged the screen's reputation for quality in any way. 
and we're also demonstrating our brand new 63 inch and our 55 inch custom install panels they're reasonably well specified now we've we've got it down to a fine art where we suggested that the 58 series panels were all going to have two hdmi two component rs232 and on all the other lesser connections so we just moved that scenario onto the 63 inch and 55 inch now so they're all two hdmi two component they all have the same avm2 and a bit processing and um well everybody seems to think the image looks stunning 63 inch people are standing two and three feet away from and still saying looks really good and now we've got the processing to match the screen size we're showing some standard definition tennis matches on it it looks absolutely excellent I came past this morning and saw that footage and at first I thought it was HD it looked that good no it's not everybody said that we said no sorry we just recorded it on the Sky Plus box took the RGB out into a computer made a file of it playing it back on the computer looks great 63 inch it looks absolutely stunning what are you actually feeding these screens over the weekend Uh, we will feed them anything anybody asks we've got standard DVD we've got a PC feed we've got some BBC HD material We've got obviously our own Fujitsu demo material, 1080i, 720p, 1080p stuff, so we can show that you can put 1080p in, scale it down, still works. The high definition side of things is still confusing a lot of people out there. Um, what kind of advice are you going to be giving out this weekend to people who ask? It's difficult. Uh, people coming up to us saying, oh, I must have a 1080p panel. It's the same as what, as what Hi-Fi show in November. They don't realise that they don't need it for most things. Some people will will need it, obviously, and there's a market for our Aviamo range, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't have made it. But there's nothing wrong with our decent, uh, well, cooking series plasmas, as we'd like to say. Uh, you know, feed them 1080i, job's done. Graham, it's been great catching up with you again. We'll, uh, we'll speak to you further over in the weekend and just see how things are going, but thanks for speaking to us today. Made by enthusiasts. For enthusiasts. Wow, a free movie, thanks. This is the AV Podcast. You can't go to a hi-fi event without bumping into What Hi-Fi, who are always the people's champions at these events. And I'm with Andy Kerr, who's handling the demonstrations um, this weekend. Andy, give us a, a brief overview of what you're actually showing. Well, um, obviously, as I'm sure everybody's well aware these days, we're looking at uh, a high definition. I think it's almost impossible to do a demonstration at one of these shows these days without some form of high definition technology coming up. Um, so what we're trying to do is illustrate just how far things have come in the last three, four years in, in home cinema technology by comparison with uh, a 2003 vintage system. So what we've done is get some uh, of the sort of five-star rated and award-winning product that we figure a lot of people coming to this show probably have owned or might want to have owned, um, from 2003 uh, and we put that together into a complete AV system using DVD and then we're playing back the same sequence on a, a more modern system in high definition obviously uh, with the added advantage of less compressed audio as well to try and as much as anything else illustrate how far things have come in those last four or five years and maybe see if we can tempt them to go out and upgrade their equipment. So people coming to the stand over the weekend they're in for a bit of a show? Well, I hope so. I mean, at the end of the day, we figure our role here at Bristol is to try and be the impartial advisor. I mean, we're not here to try and sell anything to anybody. Of course, apart from subscriptions to the magazine, that stands to reason. But, I mean, our job is to try and provide impartial advice on what to buy. So people come to us, they've got this, that and the other in their systems that they've had for five years, three years, two years, whatever, and they're interested in the next step. They're interested in what to buy as an upgrade to improve that. So that was the, uh, the sort of idea behind this particular demonstration this year, was to say, well, okay, fine. 
let's just show you, just, just do a straight A-B comparison. But funnily enough, that's actually something we've found from our own experience. It's quite rarely done at demonstrations and shows. Most of the time, people only show you the new stuff. Uh, or in, in dealerships, it's the same. Ask somebody to show you what it was like before, show them the older technology, and it's quite difficult. So we're finding quite a good response. We're finding people going, oh, blimey, because they might be perfectly happy with their systems as they stand, but then when they see the difference that a relatively affordable upgrade step or two can make, um, they're really getting it and really quite excited about it. So let's give our listeners a little preview, um, and if they're heading over the weekend, what they're likely to see, first of all, in the 2003 system. The 2003 system is all the brands you'd expect to find in terms of uh, DVD player. It's a Pioneer, it's a 565, which was, a, you know, in its day it was a modest player. I mean, none of this stuff, by the way, we should emphasise is high-end. It's very real-world, affordable equipment that people, enthusiasts and, and mainstream consumers alike, own, you know. So it's a 565, 250 quid in its day. Um, it's a Denon, an AVR 2803. I mean, you know, how many people do you know in the business have bought big Denons over the years? For the obvious reason that they're very good at what they are. Um, and they're big, solid, unburstable bits of kit. So that's what we've got, a 2083. Again, that was a product of the year 2003. BMW loudspeaker system and a screenplay projector. And again, as we're saying very clearly to the people in the demonstration, you know, you could easily put together a much, much better system than that in, back in those days. I mean, it was by no means the, the state of the art or indeed the highest end system available. Absolutely not. It was a good, sensible, mid-price, affordable system that a lot of the people who wrote our magazine and, and, and read us aspire to buy. Um, so we're showing that first, just with a normal DVD clip, we're using a variety of different footage. We've got uh, King Kong, Mission Impossible 3, um, Superman Returns, that kind of stuff, Batman Begins, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest, the mainstream stuff, again, that people tend to buy. Showing a clip that, then we simply switch over to the new system, which is um, one of the new three LCD Panasonics. It's the 1080 resolution uh, PTA 1000. So that's £3,500 nominal price, although, of course... That's the nominal price. I mean, you actually go out to buy it. I'm sure it will cost you less than that. Um, and that's showing HD DVD fed in by a Toshiba. Um, the £450 Toshiba HD DVD deck, which of the high-definition sources that we've seen so far uh, is one of the more compelling, for the obvious reasons it's a hell of a lot more affordable than most comparable Blu-ray decks. Um, and it also happens to be a very good DVD player, as well as being, obviously, a high-definition video source. And a lot of people still have a lot of legacy DVD and will continue to do so for years to come. So... That's what we're using. Um, Electronics-wise, uh, in terms of the amplification, it's a Panasonic AV receiver. Now, we're not necessarily saying that this is the, the last word in audio quality, because of course it's not, but it's a mid-price product, it's relatively affordable. Unlike a lot of AV receivers in and around the price point, which is 550, um, it actually is capable of extracting audio as well as video from HDMI, um, which means we can actually get the PCM off the disc and, and spit it out. Uh, which is good. It gives, it gives it a less compressed sound than just using standard Dolby Digital, and that helps the whole experience to kind of lock together and become more revealing and more exciting. Uh, and speaker-wise, it's still, again, it's a very modest loudspeaker system. Again, a lot of people, I think, want to buy or want to know about its monitor audio, the radio system. Um, very living room friendly and, you know, reasonably priced. Andy, best of luck for the weekend. We'll catch up with you again over the weekend just to find out how things are going. And uh, anybody that's heading down, should they make this their first stop? They should definitely come and see us. I mean, look, we know full well that there are many, many exciting new product technology launches at this show. I mean, I would urge anybody coming here to go and see the name room, to go and see a Sim 2 demonstration. Um, you know, there's, there's a brilliant range of new technologies and new products at Bristol that makes them, makes them one of the best shows in the year to go to, we like to think. Um, but, of course, yeah, we're always happy to see you. Please come along. Um, and you'll find, hopefully, something that's good food for thought, if nothing else. Andy, thanks very much. Pleasure. So I've managed to bump into a couple of forum members. You are? I'm Shaber. And? 
I'm Richard. Hi Richard, hi Shaber. So what, Shaber, what do you think of the show so far this year? Yeah, it's really good. I've um, seen quite a few interesting things. Um, one thing I really liked was in the Pioneer stand, they had an LCD and a plasma. Um, and they were sort of running them both. They sort of blanked out the name of the LCD, but they were just showing the differences between plasma and LCD. Um, obviously something which is sort of a, a hot topic of debate, but you could really see on the demo that they had that the plasma picture was much better than the LCD. And is that something that interests you, seeing demonstrations like that? Yes, I mean, certainly, because certainly I spent a long time, um, I've actually got a plasma and an LCD, but I spent a long time sort of reading a lot on the forums. And obviously, if you know, in the LCD part of the forum, everybody's very, very much pro-LCD, and likewise, it's the same on the plasma thing. But to actually see them side by side and see differences is actually quite a big thing, I think. So what conclusion did you take away from that, then? Um, for me, um, plasma is actually the, thing, the way I'll be going, and, and I think is, is the way forward. Anything, anything else that you've seen uh, today so far which has blown your socks off? Um, the KEF reference speakers I really thought were really good. I, I really like those. Um, and it was just quite interesting because everybody was doing the demos with the uh, Beatles album, which has got 5.1 and also the stereo um, output. And actually hearing them side by side and the differences, I'm, I'm still sold on stereo, but it's still just quite interesting seeing both sort of play back to back. Richard, I'll move over to you. What have you seen so far? What's your thoughts? Yeah, the, the same sorts of things, really. Uh, I've been impressed with... Uh, I've got PMC speakers myself, so I'm quite pleased to see a lot of uh, exhibitors using uh, either PMC speakers. I think it was the uh, Denon demonstration that we saw was making use of the OB1s, which I've got myself. And also, uh, I like the Arcam kit. And when we were at the KEF reference, they were obviously using uh, a lot of uh, monoblock amplifiers to uh, use the demonstration. So it's just a nice opportunity to hear... Uh, tens of thousands of pounds worth of kit that I uh, won't be able to own for a good long time unless uh, the lottery win comes my way. So was there any reason for you to come along to the show or is it just an opportunity to see and hear Dream Kit? It's, uh, yeah, I, I spend far more time reading the forums than I really should do and uh, ignoring other commitments so I thought it's just a chance to come along and see, uh, see a lot of the kit in person, a lot of people, a lot of information, the forums are great for uh, you know, hearing other people's opinions of it, but you can't beat coming and demoing and hearing the kit yourself, and it's a, a good opportunity to have a big hit at lots of different manufacturers and people all in the same place. So is there anything you haven't seen yet which you want to go and have a look at? Uh, I think we're pretty much all the way through it, but we're certainly uh, going back around making sure there's nothing we've missed. Um, I'll probably go, go back to the R camera. I was actually quite impressed with the Solo 5.1, actually, remembering now. Um, that was actually quite a hell of a lot of um, bang for your buck, it sort of seems. I mean, I've got sort of FMJ stuff, but I was very impressed with the demo we had of that. Thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us. Thank you. Live from Bristol Sound and Vision, you're listening to the AV Podcast. So we meet up with a legendary John Dawson. <laughs> Hello, Phil. Nice to be here at Bristol. I understand you've got some news for us, so let's, let's have that news out of the way first. Well, we're doing the first proper public showing of Solo Movie 5.1. I'm almost tempted to say the long-awaited Solo Movie 5.1 because it has been a long wait. Um, the engineering challenges have been formidable, but it's here on demonstration, and my guys, I've just been talking to them, um, are very pleased with the reaction from the public. It is a super bit of kit, really good picture, really good sound, and, you know, in one package. Um, and actually, to tell the truth, we've been overwhelmed with orders um, from around the world, so it's going to be an interesting challenge keeping up and making sure everybody's satisfied. It's funny you mentioned the solo because we had a couple of forum members in and not too long ago, about an hour or so ago, and the first thing that they said that they were impressed with at the show 
was the solo 5.1. Well, I'm delighted to hear that because independent endorsement, particularly from critical listeners and viewers, such as we get on the fora, forums, forums, I think, um, is always worth having. You know, constructive feedback of any sort is actually worth having. I'm glad they were pleased. So what are you really looking forward to this weekend in, in, in for, for Arkham in general and, and for you personally? Oh, well, I think for Arkham in general, um, to meet up with customers old, new and potential, um, to show off the latest toys that we've got, um, and um, I suppose to get that good buzz that the Bristol show always gives you. Um, and I would add, for anybody that's coming in the next day or two, um, most of our room's concentrated around about the new, new movie solo, and um, we've got a full um, high-end AV system running in the KEF rooms so that uh, you can get to see what we can do at the other end of the scale with the DV139 and um, lots of P1s and so forth. So we're fairly well represented across the show. I understand you've also got something which you want to talk about, which is happening uh, in the near future. Oh, for sure. Um, Not a lot of people know this, um, but I'm actually the vice chair of the UK branch of the Audio Engineering Society. And within that encompass, it's it's an international society based in the States with a very strong UK branch. Um, Most of the innovations in audio engineering over the last century have been, or half century, have been reported through that and published there. Um, We're holding a conference in Cambridge. Um, on the 11th to 12th of April, <laughs> um, called Illusions in Sound, the application of psychoacoustics to audio. And anyone that is seriously interested, I mean you, Nick Rhodes, um, in 2D and 3D sound, multi-channel listening, um, anything to do with very high-quality recordings um, in multi-channel, spatial channel, and so forth, um, should consider attending that conference. Um, I'll, get a po- I'll ask Stuart his kind permission to publish a link in due course. Um, you can also go to www.aes.org forward slash UK conference um, to look up what it's all about. But we have a fantastic, over two days, a fantastic group of academics and professional practicing people from the industry. We're going to give one of the world's first demonstrations of periphonic sound, which is height as well as surround, um, with some custom code to run it all. Um, plus other demonstrations, as well as the actual course. And anybody that's professionally or uh, as a serious hobbyist interested will get a lot out of that. And and thank you for allowing me to do the plug. That's not a problem, uh, plugging that, because I think it will be of of great interest uh, to our listeners. Is there a cost attached to that? Oh, there is. Um, For a regular member it's about 298 pounds plus that so it's it's what it costs to put it on um if you're an aes member that's the price if you're not it's a little more it pays you to join however if there are any students listening who are interested in this topic the student rate is about a third of that and there are even a handful of bursaries around um which would reduce that cost and accommodation cost still further look on the website John, it's been great catching up with you at the start of the show. Hopefully we'll have, uh, we'll have time to catch you over the weekend and uh, find out exactly what's going on for our cam at the show. Thank you. I'll be around till Sunday morning, so maybe we should try to meet up in a day or so and then you get a better reaction to the show from me. Thank you, Phil. You're listening to the AV Podcast, live from Bristol Sound and Vision. So from John Dawson... I've finally caught up with Roger Batchelor from Denon. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. 
So, Denon, you've got uh, two demo rooms here. You've got one room with uh, static equipment, another yeah. demonstration room with a projector there. Uh, just talk us through what people can see over the weekend. Okay, well, in our showroom, the Berlin 3, um, you can see the AVR2307 AV receiver, mid-price AV receiver, and the DVD1930. And we're using that in what we call a real-world system, Sony, Abra- Sony Bravia TV and the KEF KHT3005 speaker package. Also in that room, we have the world launch for our CX-3, which is a high-end miniature stereo system that plays SACD and CD and takes an iPod dock as well if you want to use it. It's a really cute little system, but much smaller than you'd expect for a high-end system. It costs £2,700. Um, in the Bristol suite, we've got the Smart Series, as we call them, the S301, the all-in-one systems that do Dolby Virtual Speaker surround sound from just the two speakers and the subwoofer, um, and the new S81 DAB stereo system. Then in our main demo room, we have the AVCA 11XVA, uh, THX amp. Uh, due to popular demand, you know, we've demonstrated the big monster quite a few times now, and a lot of people have been asking us, you know, when can we hear the AVCA 11 at a show? Uh, when we were in Manchester a few months ago so we said yeah okay well the next time we do a show we'll, we'll demonstrate that one and we've got the DVD 3930 and 2930 which are the key demos at the show to demonstrate how good standard DVD can be you know with an upscaled video player and a lot of the material that's uh, available now to us um, some of the music video material in particular is being filmed with high def cameras so we've got some excellent material to show people on standard DVD um, you know, um, using music and film material. I was in the demonstration this morning, and I've got to say, very well put together. It was uh, excellent. You started with DVD audio, we did. and uh, that was the Beatles, wasn't it? That was the Beatles' love album, which, um, you know, I'm a big Beatles fan myself, have been for many, many years, grew up with the Beatles' music. And for George Martin to have been uh, given the opportunity to do this remix uh, it is fascinating to me. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to see the show in Las Vegas as well, which the whole thing, of course, was done in multi-channel surround for the show in, in, in Las Vegas. And uh, it's quite a stunning experience, has to be said. But it's also great to be able to hear, you know, on your home system, a multi-channel mix of the Beatles' music, you know, done by the experts at the end of the day, um, and really sort of cleaned up and beefed up the, the bass end apparently the Beatles were never very happy with their final masters you know they always wanted that kind of Tamla Motown the oomph that Tamla Motown would bring into stuff and now he's been able to do that by obviously using modern day recording techniques and remastering so it's great so um, we're just about ready to hit the weekend this is the first day um, how things gone on the first day for you? very very good yeah very very busy uh, every demo has been packed so far uh, we you know it was a slightly quiet spell at lunchtime, but it was still a full demo so um it's uh, on par to be a, a classic Bristol show, and of course it's the 20th anniversary as well this year. Now you're bound to get asked the question, I think everybody that's exhibiting this year is being asked, 1080p, you know, high definition, yeah. what's Denon's answer to that at this moment in time? 1080p, um, well all our players now from the 1930 upwards have got scaling to 1080p, whether it's Ferruja or Silicon Optics. So yeah, that's the buzzword still, of course, and uh, you know, it's not... It's not the, the be-all and end-all. You, you can get very good results with, of course, 720p and 1080i. But if you've got the capability with your screen, um, we're using a projection design projector here, so we, we can show 1080p. But, um, you know, use what's, what's suitable for your display device at the end of the day. And we, we're showing 720p, I think, on the Sony screen in there. So it, it's a matter of matching to what, what screen you've got, isn't it? That's the important thing. 
It's, uh, it's been great catching up with you at the start of the show. We shall catch up with you over the weekend and find out how things are going and what the public are saying. Thanks very much, okay. Roger. Thanks a lot. Brought to you by AV Forums and AVPlay.com. Oh, my God. Is there nothing you people can't do? This is the AV Podcast. And AV Forum members come thick and fast. I'm speaking to... Steve Coomba. Steve, uh, you've just arrived at the show, but what are you looking forward to? Um, I've just come here to buy an AV stand for uh, my 40-inch LCD. I've got the Sony uh, X2000. So what else attracts you along the show, apart from spending your hard end on a TV stand? Is there anything that you, you think, oh, I'm really going to have to go and have a look at that? Have a good dab at the high definition, good look at that. Yeah. Uh, Blu-ray and the HD DVD. So that's something which interests you, is the high definition format? Yeah, yeah, I've got the Sky HD currently. Uh, it's got a few little bugs of it, but uh, it works quite well. But uh, it'd be nice to uh, have a film collection in the high-definition format. Enjoy the show, and uh, come back and tell us what you think. OK, thank you. The Bristol Sand and Vision Show, 2007. So we catch up with Forum Legend. We spoke to him at London. He's here at Bristol. Uh, Mr Ed Selly. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So what are you doing at Bristol this year? Strictly having a look round this year, Phil. I'm absolutely thrilled that effectively today is just taking a look at the competition, having a look at the brochures, um, seeing what's on the market. Uh, our stuff is being well represented by Marantz, so uh, I'm pleased to say that I get to go home this evening. So uh, <laughs> that's good for me. So you've had a chance to, to look round the show then, so come on then, what's, what's picked up your, your interest? Well, I have to admit, the best thing I have heard today... Um, much to my surprise has been the flying mold room I have to be honest that is something I hadn't considered I haven't had much time with their product that stuff is genuinely impressive on a visual sense obviously some of the Blu-ray and HDD DVD demos have been quite impressive but guilty admission I have to admit to being blind as a bat in this regard so um, I've always been a sound guy and some of the stereo demonstrations living voice uh, flying mold they've really blown me away today so so that's your recommendations for people coming over the weekend, is it? Absolutely. Try and get some, get some time in the stereo rooms. Sometimes they're too busy to get into. It always goes in waves. Come around again in 20 minutes. You'll get a seat, have a play about with it. Um, people often complain that uh, dealers don't have enough stock to do full comparisons about items. This is the biggest dealership in the UK this weekend. You've got more stuff here than you're going to get anywhere else. It's all for sale. It's all up for negotiation. If you are in the market for something, this is really the time to have a crack at it. It's one of those shows where hi-fi and home cinema, home theatre, whichever you call it, it coexists in in harmonious surroundings, really, doesn't it? It does. Um, obviously, some of the pure stereo companies are always wary of this regard, and the hotel does have a bit of a reputation for, for some, some tricky rooms sonically, but... If, if you have an, a, a passing interest in both, and I do, it's an, an opportunity to see both. But if you actually only come, want to come along to see either or, you're going to be well represented. All the major Japanese companies are running very impressive setups. I've had my ears thoroughly adjusted by them. And as I say, the, it's the opportunity to you know, hear Kevin Scott and about £120,000 worth of living voice gear in, in one go. And that, that's got to be worth a go. So absolutely the case. So you've enjoyed the show. Ed, it's great speaking to you. It's great great to be here. Um, and if you are coming down for the weekend, I hope you enjoy it too. You're listening to the AV Podcast, live from Bristol Sound and Vision. So we've moved a little bit further along at the show. It's opening day, it's Friday, and I'm speaking to Stuart Russell from Meridian. Hi, Stuart, and how's things going for you? Hi, how are you? Um, things are, are going fine, thank you very much. We're uh, 
We're demonstrating a whole variety of equipment here today. We've got a, a room down the stairs. Uh, we've got a dedicated demonstration suite. And we are showing uh, the flag- flagship 800 series products, a variety of, um, of, uh, of uh, video-based demonstrations down the stairs. And uh, up the stairs where we are now, we've got uh, a selection of products on, uh, on show here, including our new G95, which is uh, an integrated CD and DVD transport. So that's the, the latest thing that we have that we're showing. A lot of talk about HD formats, and I, I suppose you're going to get asked a lot of questions this weekend about sure. HD. What's Meridian's position on that? Because at CES, you were and you weren't. Yes. Um, I think really as far as we're concerned, we're in a slightly strange position insofar as we have a foot in both camps. Um, we are really on the steering group, the steering committees for, for both Blu-ray and HD DVD. Um, so we have, um, you know, we have an interest in both, um, in both sides of the coin. Um, we haven't made a player yet that does HD DVD, we haven't made a player yet that does Blu-ray, um, I think in, in some senses that maybe tells you everything you need to know. So what are you ha- hoping uh, to get out of this? This is the 20th anniversary of, of the Bristol show um, do you think it'll be as good as every other year and what are you looking forward to? Well, I, this, is, uh, this is the first show that I've done in, in a while, um, I've got to be honest I, I wasn't with Meridian um, previously, I, I was uh, <clears throat> with uh, another company so uh, it's the first one I've been to for a while. I mean, it's good to see it's obviously grown over the years. Um, it's definitely got bigger since the last time I was here. Um, it's nice for us because obviously you know we have the demonstration facility down the stairs and, and the stand that we're on just now. Um, it's much more really about talking to the end users, talking to the public and, and talking about the kinds of systems they have. So um, it's nice to have the best of both worlds, to be able to show them flagship products but also to talk to them about components and system building up here. So. Stuart, it's been great to talk to you today. We'll try and catch up with you before the end of the show just to see how things have gone for you. Pleasure. Thanks very much. The Bristol Sound and Vision Show, 2007. And to wrap up my roaming about the show today, I'm going to speak to Jim Canside from Pioneer. Hi, Jim. Hi, how are you doing, Phil? You all right? I'm, I'm not too bad and enjoying the show. Jim, just give us a, a, a feel for what Pioneer's showing this weekend for people who are coming down to the show. Well, basically, uh, we've got two rooms at the show this year. We've got our historical room, the Brussels Suite, down in the basement. And down in the basement in that Brussels Suite, we're demonstrating, obviously, uh, most of our our current screens, the 7G screens, including the now famous uh, PDP 5000. We're demonstrating that with our American Blu-ray player. Uh, Obviously, we're we're not quite ready to launch our European model yet, but we're showing exactly what our Blu-ray player can do. Uh, And a number of our AV components down there as well. We're also, as I mentioned in the last... uh, podcast that we did we're doing the same shootout that we did at the uh, what hi-fi show in london where we're showing the differences between lcd technology and plasma technology uh, really for the benefits of the customers they can really understand that when they're buying a uh, tv for home cinema they really should be thinking about a plasma and looking at a plasma screen uh, then alternatively, uh, and, and again, after a long period of time, uh, we've now got some new stereo products. Obviously, that's our heritage and where we came from. And we're demonstrating those in uh, bedroom 234 up on the second floor. The reaction to the sound quality has been fantastic today. It's been really good. Uh, and we're hoping for good things for those amps. We're just getting rid of those to introduce those now. So, Jim, I'm not going to keep you too long because there's a press conference. Uh, we'll have a little chat later on over the weekend. Um, find out how things are, are going. But good luck for the show. Yep, thank you very much, Phil. Yeah, you have a good show too. The Bristol Sound and Vision Show 2007. Friday's now coming to a close. We've had all the events that need to happen today, apart from the bar. We're going back to the bar very, very soon. And uh, remember to tune in tomorrow night because we will be back again with another podcast. 
and this time we're looking at floors two, three and four. So that's all from the AV Podcast for the time being. We'll catch you again tomorrow. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content including sound clips and music is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.